This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome back, Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let me just uh, review a couple of things here. Many of you already know this, but for those who don't, Comcast caved, as I like to say, <laughs> and they will make the MLB network free for the Twins game tomorrow. And uh, your free preview on Comcast will extend through the 11th of October because it's possible, possible that one of the other Twins-Yankees games will be on MLB. I got a call from a gentleman who said he went to three or four Cub food stores and the Bomba Hankies were sold out. Sold out. Sold out, and he was told by one, we're not getting any more in. Yeah. So you're going to have to shop around. If we win this first series. Yeah, Yeah. they'll print some more. Print some more. And... um, I screwed this one up, Julia. Remember, it says Bomba S Z N. It doesn't mean zone. It, it means it's season. Bomba season. I asked Donnie, "What does that mean?" And he said, "Zone." I didn't know what it meant. I thought maybe. Why zone, would you Bomba ask zone. Donnie anything like that? I mean, you <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? Well, just I mean, you're not the greatest with acronyms, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I think, Danny, that was a massive the nice slam. Woman who Coming from me, the practical cave woman over the there. The nice woman who called me said, you know, I don't have any idea what it means either. She was thinking maybe it meant no, season. No, people were tweeting us. I like, well, fine. I didn't know what it meant, but, and that's why I asked you. I mean, but even if you Lori's look like, at S-Z-N, if it was zone, it would be Z-N-E or just say zone. I didn't even. I just see, like, Donnie doesn't have a practical mind the way you and I do sometimes. I didn't want my brain to have to work the hard. For acronyms, Donnie. I think that was a slam. I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> I think he does care. Lori's trying to much. recover. But I don't, no, I, I don't care. Donnie, no, but you, I mean, it was a question a... more for you. <laughs> I know. And I inadvertently slammed Donnie. That's right. Because normally you never would ask him uh, uh, something like that. You would figure it out I yourself. I would have figured it out. Ask Lori I'm, next time. My brain's too I would say to her, I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. yeah. Can I tell you? It looks like an airport code. Not quite Bozeman, not quite Salt Lake City. That's right. Yes, yeah. very good. Yeah. Can I tell you yeah. who is behind the very first cannabis cafe in West Hollywood? The uh, Lowell Cafe. What is it called? The Lowell Cafe. Yeah, who is? Miley Cyrus, Chris Rock, Mark Ronson, and Sarah Silverman. It's the updated version of Planet Hollywood. Lori, I love that. Uh, oh my gosh. They have pot, paraphernalia, no. memorabilia, 
They don't have. They got, they got somebody from the music that's world, so the comedic world. They have two uh, musicians. Yeah. They have two comedians. I mean, that's what Planet yeah. Hollywood was. It was just a bunch of actors investing in it, and we'll show up and look at how conveniently that was let, you know, they let it be known. Yeah. Because then it's always fun. You know, there is a, a draw to go to a place that's owned by a celebrity. 100%. 100%. You're so right. But we went to Planet Hollywood once and never went back because part of their gig was the wait staff would sit down with you and what? pretend like you're friends and no, take we, your order. No, no, it's yes, not. Horrible. No, we were. Nobody we wants that, Donnie, which is why <laughs> even after the memorabilia, I mean, like you were like one and done. Everybody went there once yep. and then you're like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm out of this. Yeah, it was, no, it it was really a weird was. concept. It was. Okay, so did you watch Gwyneth Paltrow do her one and only night talk show to promote The Politician, which people are really not liking? I'm going to have to check this out. You, I already tried. Donnie and I have tried. Yeah, we are so no ahead of you on trying things out. Sometimes, Julia, you are, but yet I'm trying other things. I'm dabbling in other shows like uh, Mixish and... Um, Scary shows like Marianne <laughs> and their trashy show called The Real Housewives of Orange County, which if they don't get rid of Kelly Dodd, I'm going to pull Andy's hair if I ever meet him. Oh, that would She's, be so fun to watch, Lori. That would be. I think you should tweet that at Andy Cohen because I'd, I'd snatch his wig if it, if it was like real hair, but. She's so terrible. She's just bringing that show down. She's I refuse. Anyway, but Gwyneth is promoting it. Because I haven't seen her do... I haven't seen anyone do any press for the politicians. We've seen almost, the kid. Yeah, but just a little bit, Ben Platt. He got like one little throwaway on GMA. It's almost like they know that this one, it didn't test that well. Mm. So they didn't want to put that much behind it? Not really. It's kind of interesting that Ryan Murphy saves his really good stuff has been on FX. Our millennial here loved it. Binged it one night. Right, but you know, she's uh, only 10 years, 12 years out of high school, you know? Yes. Because didn't you guys say that was one of the things that, although I might like it because you know I love all my high school shows. You're still in high school, basically, well, in your mind. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, so Gwyneth, I kept waiting. I'm like, when? Because Jessica Lang, no press, nothing. So she's on Kimmel last night. Yes, she was. Looked like a million bucks. A trillion. She yeah. looked beautiful. She looks happy. She sounds happy. But how about how shady, shady Jimmy Kimmel is because one of his first questions was about her not her whole not living together. You've been married for right. a year. Congratulations. And, you know, but I hear Brad just moved in with you. Right. And remember when she let us know, it was like, okay, living together is for you peasants. No, Those of us with intimacy <laughs> coaches, we say it was the have polar, two houses. It was the polarization to have two houses. That's the first messaging. And then it changed to... It was because of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Basically, his kids can't stand her, and they just did overnights four times a week, and Brad kept his house, and she mm-hmm. kept her house. But they moved in a month ago. Yes. And Jimmy damn well knows this, so yes. I'm just, like, loving it. And um, But anyway, she told Kimmel, um, she said, I think really because we each have two teenage children whom we love very much, but we were just trying to be mindful and give them a little space and not move too quickly. Now we're merged and it's great. He got to keep some of his stuff. He's got good taste. He's got really nice clothes and he 
and put some nice chairs in the house. So, hey, <laughs> she, she let him bring chairs from that's his fancy fair. house. Yep, that's chairs. Fair. That's yep. it. Everything else was saged and burned. And I do understand that, though. Teenagers, I mean, would, did you want step siblings when you were a teenager? I mean, that would have been the worst thing ever. Uh, I will. I, I think you don't been, have a choice sometimes. Well, right. But yeah. I think it would have been the worst thing ever. So I get. I get it. They, his kids can't stand her. Okay, that was the thing. Nicer. That I mean, that was that was why. I mean, I just she just doesn't. Okay, she's not going to want to say that. Say that, Lori. Mike, his, his kids were cold to me, and we they took them a while to warm up because they blamed Gwyneth for Brad and their mom not she's being not married. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but he's got really nice clothes and put some nice chairs in the house. I'm like, oh, you got to bring some chairs. That's hysterical. <laughs> but a lot of times, I mean, she's got money and taste. I mean, come on. I know, I know, but I get that anyway. But then he trolled her again, and he brought out a bunch of Goop products. Okay, and it was like she'd never seen them or heard of them. Okay, <laughs> possibly typical. And one of them was a vibrator, and they, he took it out of the package, and then they ABC had to blur it. Sure, so you can't apparently show a Could vibrator on TV. They didn't have a battery in it, okay. but they were talking about it, and Gwyneth seemed really. Like she was making her acquaintance with it for right. the first time. Hello, I'm so excited we sell these. And nice then he brings things out a tray of camel milk. Why? What? Camel milk. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. What does that do? Well, it's like eighty five dollars for a camel milk, first of all, and like a carton or something. Yeah, and and he said. Um, he said, well, let's let's try this. And she said, no, no, I've never had this. He said, well, let's try it. So they each take a sip. He kind of makes a face. What did it taste and she like? She kind of makes a f- face. And she says, not terrible. <laughs> what, what, is, what is it supposed to be for? <laughs> what is camel milk supposed to do? It's an alternative to milk, I guess. They can't call it. Then oh. she brought out. A, then he brought out a water bottle. He was having so much fun making fun it. of her. I can see it had a big amethyst jade in it. That's that one sells for eighty five dollars. The camel milk was like ten dollars, but this this water bottle that was eighty five dollars with the amethyst. He goes, "What's with the amethyst? It's taking up all the room." She goes, "I don't know. It's supposed to give you good energy." She has no clue. Right? Well, have it. Yeah. Camel milk is supposed to be compared. Com- you compare it to like whole milk. Yeah, it's got more vitamins. Yeah, it's got and more. I, and I iron would. And, oh, it's very but expensive. is it you know the udder of a cow, uh, the udder of a camel? If you think about it, really, I mean, an udder is an udder is an udder. Yes, you know, and everything coming yeah. out. Well, goat's milk to me tastes different than cow milk. Mel, mel- you said it, milk. Have you had goat's milk? Yes, I've tasted it before. My sister was on that kick. Oh. My older sister, she decided her daughter couldn't eat anything. She just took everything away. Yeah. And then I, don't, I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I, I so seldom even drink milk unless I have like mm-hmm. a bowl of cereal. Like, yeah. You know, but it's kind of different. I think people who are allergic to cow's milk can drink goat's milk. They or can. camel milk. That's it. Or yes. camel. They or, or, buy or camel milk. For <laughs> yeah. probably, it's very expensive. Is it? Oh, I'm looking at the prices here. How much? 
anywhere from uh, seventy-five to one hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, we're not getting any no. camel milk. <laughs> she probably just tells her staff find the most expensive thing yeah. in everything that anybody does, and we'll let's repackage list it. it and yeah, we'll, we'll make a profit. It. Julia, you're probably one hundred percent right. Let's just list it anyway. Just FYI, before we go to the dirt alert, the report from Down Under is Lindsay Lowen is already having beef with the other judges on the mass Singer Australia style. Does this surprise anyone? Jeez. She's I wish they'd have Lindsay on the mass Singer here in the U.S. Instead of who? They can get rid of Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Laura, you are really... And replace her with Lindsay. That would be train wreck television I'd tune into. You are... She'd flirt with Kevin or Robin Thicke. Yeah, and, yeah I think that'd be Let's good. Let's do it. Do it. Get on it, sister. All right. All right, Get listen. on it. Holly is waiting to give us All the right, dirt alert. Go. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly's got the dirt alert. Holly, what do you have for us today? Uh, we're going to start out with some real housewives adjacent news because this doesn't have to do with people who are currently on any cast of any real housewives franchise shows. But Joe Judice has been granted a request to return to Italy before his deportation case ruling. So uh, he has been in ICE detention for quite some time. And last month, he filed a request to have the U.S. Immigration and Customs enforcement release him from custody so that he could go to Italy. He wanted to be released so he could begin working and contributing financially to his wife and his four young children because he's like, look, if I'm going to be deported back to Italy, I need to start making a new life for myself. Right Now, we don't know when Joe is going to go to Italy. His reps didn't make any comment to page six. Uh, However, you know, Teresa will fly over there with the kids and they'll do a six week spinoff show on Bravo. Right, Reunited. Nice. I mean, be I'm so just nice saying. for them to see each other after yeah. so long. Yeah. Well, Julia, he had to pay the he had to pay the crime. I know. Fine. Yes, he did. Well, was he, he in jail for he, like four years? He did the crime. crime. He had to pay the, the time. Fine. Oh, whatever the scene. I got that all wrong. No, that I feel like that's fairly accurate. You do the crime, you pay the fine. That's you do, not the, right. time. do, you the, do time. the time. Do the time. Oh boy, <laughs> we're gonna move on. It's a foggy <laughs> Thursday brain uh, thing. I feel around. Oh here my today. gosh, tell Has me it about felt it. Like foggy, all I mean in your mind. I don't know. Yeah, we need to have a lighthouse around here to get us through this because uh, I definitely feel it too. Uh, let's also talk about uh, Lisa Vanderpump and Sarah Paulson. So we talked earlier this week about Sarah Paulson. And she's a really big fan of the Real Housewives franchise. And she was talking in a new video to Vanity Fair how she said that Lisa Vanderpump wasn't really that nice to her. Big Real Housewives super fan. Right. Well, Lisa Vanderpump has responded. And she responded on yeah, Twitter. She, and she responded on I Twitter. This. I mean, basically, it's like, Sarah Paulson who? Yep. I don't, who, what? What's I'm sorry, on? not sure I know her. And I don't believe or remember meeting her. Um, that's right out of the Mariah Carey, um, Mariah Carey Shady mm-hmm. Playbook. From uh, Shading Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I don't know her. And I bet Lisa Vanderpump didn't know who Sarah Paulson exactly. was. I mean, she does really look different when she acts. She, she does. She just her. She's. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like a chameleon. She's kind of... I've, Sarah Paulson, I mean, yeah. she's a chameleon and that's yeah. what makes her a great actor. Well, and also she's a character actor. Actors, yeah. She's not a big movie star in the way that you would respond if Jennifer Garner came up to you and said, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm a huge fan right, of yours. Right. Then you would have a different response. Otherwise, you're just like, well, okay, yeah. sure, why not? But geez, that was kind of, that was very shady of Lisa I, to just I feel like that. she yeah. is shady to lawyers. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to... Uh, some celebrity justice news. This story broke this morning that Robert or Robert De Niro is being sued. His former employee, Graham Chase Robinson, says for years that she was the victim of, quote, gratuitous, unwanted physical contact from Robert De Niro. He also hurled sexually charged comments to her. Is this the woman he's suing for embezzling? Yes. Okay. And she's this, countersuing now. Okay, yes. Okay. So she is countersuing. This She's, isn't a new one. This is, no. So remember back in August. So that lawsuit you're referring to, Lori, is that Robert De Niro's production company, Canal Productions, is suing this woman, Graham Chase Robinson, for $7 million, saying that she was embezzling money. She was binge watching hours upon hours of, of Friends, friends yes, on Netflix yes. while on the job. Yes, this is that very same woman. Okay. So she is countersuing for $12 million. Oh, my gosh. She, she filed this in Manhattan Federal Court today for gender discrimination and wage violations. Wow. Now she was with Robert De Niro and his production company, Canal Productions, for quite some time. She started as an assistant back in 2008. She went up the ranks and rose to the position a vice president of production and finance before she was, quote, forced to resign back in April. Uh, D-listed is reporting that she was making $300,000 a year at the age of 25 as a personal assistant to Robert De Niro. I would just say that, um, of course, that her lawsuit is not a good reflection on De Niro, but I would say that uh, uh, I'd put up with uh, worse for a lot less. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So is that like a normal going? Like someone would get paid that kind of money I think to that's that big high. of a star? I think that's a little high. It depends on what the role of executive assistant encompassed. Like if she, she did, did everything, the travel, she did, you know, housekeeping stuff. I mean, she was like twenty four seven on call because I feel like Mariah paid an assistant yeah. something like this. You know, I feel like with a person like Robert De Niro and looking at the scope of his life, twenty four seven doing all of that. That probably would be a salary, uh, a salary right. like that because I was an assistant to somebody. I'm not make that much money, yeah. okay? But you you weren't a twenty four seven, and you weren't uh, technically. Were. I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, I was on salary, and wow. but but there were boundaries that were respected. I will say that it was really kept within the perimeters of a nine to five schedule. However, yeah. it was like I would be doing things like managing real estate and calling uh, to do press appearances and buying blueberries at the grocery store. Sure. And, like, 
seem like he would be like a, a pain in the butt to work for because he's a man of a certain age yep. who's been a star for a long time and I bet he's sexist as hell. Yeah. I feel like there might be some generational differences that Very they're dealing so. with. So we'll see but how these this amounts is. Are yeah. ridiculous. Are very big. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how these are settled because okay. I have a feeling that both of these lawsuits are going to be settled out of court for mm-hmm. an undisclosed sum and that we probably will never hear from them ever again. Uh, speaking of lawsuits, there is another big lawsuit making headlines this afternoon. Two former students of James Franco's now closed acting school, Studio 4, filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court today alleging that the classes existed to create a way for Franco and his associates to take advantage of young women sexually. Now, we learned about this in January of 2018 when a Los Angeles Times reported a report reported all of this stuff. And one of the women featured in that article is one of the plaintiffs in this lawsuit. Right. Yeah. And uh, what they're saying is basically like James Franco, you know, he charged three hundred dollars for these acting classes. And then, well, the all uh, the girls had to take off their shirts. Right. And he would do was topless. Right. And he could take pictures and they had to sign away. And it's not good. Taking advantage of. Yeah. You know, that the the actors, uh, the students that would, you know, maybe uh, take off their clothes would get special treatment from James Franco and the other teachers and that he would have special workshops on how to best do sex scenes. I mean, it's just disgusting, sketchy, really sketchy. Now, I don't know if you guys have this picture up on my talk one oh seven one dot com. Angelina Jolie at the Tokyo premiere of Maleficent looking like yes. a glamazon. We posted that. I I think Donnie posted it because he was so shocked she wasn't wearing kind Black. of... I mean, even in her, for Maleficent, she does bring out kind of a Maleficent gown because she wore yes. a black leather one for the one six years ago or whatever. And But this is very unusual look for Angelina. Yes, she looks really happy and she was reunited with her older son, Maddox, who is in college in South Korea. And I believe that Sahara, her daughter, was also on the red carpet of this Tokyo premiere. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, when she's happy, she dabbles into things that aren't necessarily in the dark color palette. I remember way back in the day, she wore a leopard trench coat and boot cut jeans and high heels to the premiere of Shark Tale back in the day wow. with her kids, and she was happy yeah. and dating Brad and doing all this. So, well, she looks uh, she, she looks, looks stunning. happy Lori and very she looks single. Like she's getting laid. Yeah, yeah, that I do. was all Lori said. Yeah, I, she's just got that. I I'm getting hot hotel sex glow about her. I mean, can't we all have that? Yeah, I know. That we is, need it. We that need is, to glow up. That people. is my wish for everyone. Right. On this great one, Allie. All right. Yeah, you know, just a mm, giver. You are. All right, what's you happening? Are, are you going to give us any good news on the road? You know. Just tell them your theory, Lauren. theory today tell us your theory well Julia. okay so please er, do yes early <coughs> excuse me earlier we were talking and listening mm-hmm. to the lovely voicemail robert de niro left for his assistant that he's yes. suing yes and now she's counter suing mm-hmm. and she saved this just loaded voicemail that you could just I, see someone no surprise i mean robert de niro swears at the tonys he swears in movies he swears all he does is swear yeah he's a swearer 
So one of the things that he was really, that we were just talking about, how do you rack up a $35,000 Uber cab? Oh, that's Uber. one of the things that this, uh, he's suing this woman for embezzling. Yes. And saying that she spent like 35000 on Uber. I found out why. How? What she has been doing is she has been taking the helicopter service from Midtown to JFK. It's an eight minute ride. It's Uber helicopter. And ah. it's been only available to premium user users. It's Uber Copper Copter, and it um, now it's going to be open to the public. But I think she's a premium user, or he was, because mm-hmm. it's two hundred to two twenty five per passenger yeah. for an eight minute flight, but so worth it. Which might take you an hour yeah. to get to the airport. Mm-hmm. So you just hop on this and it you is. get it. In That's Lower a good Manhattan. theory. I think so, and it includes ground transportation to or from the helipad. Yeah, oh, that's kind yeah. of a good deal if you got money. That's how yeah. you know you're rich in Manhattan. Yeah, is it, you Uber to the Hamptons <laughs> in a helicopter. Yeah, yes. yeah. You don't take the Hampton jitney. You don't sit in traffic. No. You don't like to get to my friend's place on Fire Island. Mm-hmm. We would take a taxi. To Penn Station. To a train. For a train, then to Long Island, something. And then we would walk a little bit, take another taxi to the ferry, and then at the ferry, get off and then walk to the place. That's planes, trains, and and automobiles. Yeah, to get there. But so So beautiful. So on October 7th, if anyone is late for a flight and needs a helicopter, Uber, copter. Good to know. All All right. right. I've actually, uh, this is a theory that has been proven by science. So this is my favorite thing when this happens. Is it was one of your theories that science It's a lot of people's theories that you'll see about Facebook and its effect on happiness. Oh, okay. It's hard. Well, researchers, uh, this is from the University of Texas A&M, excuse me, and they had 1,800 students that they looked at and college students, college students who either went on a week's break from Facebook Mm -hmm. or they remained on Facebook. Okay. Very simple. These are the choices. Yeah. Here's what they found. What do you think it is? People who spend the time off of Facebook were happy. That's right. Ditch Facebook to be happy. That theory is yeah. correct. What is it about Facebook? Though? Well, it is it giving, what, and I have to talk to my mom sometimes about this. I can tell when, if I call her when I get off from work, which is like every day, mm-hmm. uh, I will. I can tell by the tone of her voice that she's been on Facebook too much. Because really? why does it stress her out though? It because. She will, it's inevitably something political oh. that somebody posts whom she likes, that she doesn't like knowing that about them, right. or it gets her upset, and you don't really have control. Like, if you're friends with somebody, their feed could just sure. pop up. And sure, sure. I'm like, Mom, get back to the puppies, go back to Pinterest, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Get, but right. here's what they said. So, the, giving up Facebook makes people less... Uh, depressed, more productive, and better with money. Um, now, why is that? Well, because well, let me get to it. So they okay. also found that if you quit Facebook or take breaks from it, it caused people to consume less news overall, but it also reduced their awareness of fake and non-mainstream news. And that's another thing. If you have, if you know someone who spends 
they update Facebook all the time. That is where they get their news. And a lot of that news is paid news right, things. I right. mean, it's like, and I, I, I know that, you know, like sometimes my mom will tell me something. I go, mom, that's not true. Right. You got to so click on, there's clickbait things mm-hmm. all over Why, Facebook. Not a reputable source. Well, because she gets confused about what is clickbait and what is legitimate. Sure. I because mean, of how that's all laid out. So um, here's what else. So they just had them do it for a week. And they found that on average, people who regarded one week of Facebook as being worth about $67, which is a sizable portion of a typical college kid's budget, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And so, and anyway, they increased the valuation. They were just, they were trying to figure out the effects of like how it would help with their money. Okay. And, um... They just said that, what else did they say? Let me find it. That they engaged in healthier activities being off Facebook, and then they made fewer impulse buys and ate out less. Oh. Wow. Because maybe you're not seeing pictures of places. You're not seeing some shopping. How many times are you just mindlessly on the, and an ad will pop up and you go, oh, look at those cute shoes. Ding, ding, ding. And you go over there. This was all published in the experimental economics, but um, um, they reported that students who quit Facebook also became less aware of politically skewed news sources, and that effect seemed to be stronger in men than in women. More, okay. more yeah, of a yeah. more of a yeah, belief, yeah. and uh, there was no effect on news awareness, awareness from mainstream. Media sources, because if you look at the news, it kind of shows up on Facebook. It's just not I a good go idea. To, yeah, I just rely. Even, I never but even people go there. Are on I Facebook know. all the time, yeah. which a lot of people just have it open oh, all the time, and they're looking at it all the time. And I do think that people don't always want to know what family members or friends might be thinking about some stuff, or there might they might see a. A fight or an argument. Yeah, it makes yeah. you feel differently about how oh, you sure. about what people will say and do. You're and that makes on people, family members. It's depressing. It I'm can be so depressing. Grateful I don't do this one. Yeah, but this is the world that we live in and yep. thousands of young people. I thought I think a lot of people younger people have gotten away from Facebook and they're on Insta so? and Snapchat mm. and they've probably moved on totally. to something else. But they still keep a Facebook page because it's a way of staying in touch with family, with and also with friends. If you're out of high school, it's a way you keep in touch with your high sure. school friends. Yeah, so it is. They still keep it. So anyway, just switch it off if you would like to become less depressed, more productive, and better with money. Okay, mm-hmm. that's now, that's good advice. Here is the theory that uh, also could be a study of duh, but it has been proven. And the way we know it's been proven is because it was published in my scientific journal that I haven't read in a long, long time called Health in Place. Okay. Here's what it is. Living near a coast, 
Living near a coast? A coast, which, or I take it to mean any water, water, is linked to improved mental health. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something about yeah. being on water or near water for me. Spending time along a shoreline, oh. which could be a river, a lake, yes. an ocean, it helps people relax in a variety of ways. It's so noteworthy because this is the first time. Now, this was done in England, but it was okay. 30,000 people. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Right. And um, just uh, just having access to the coastline makes people happier. I love that. I think that's Blue so, spaces. I, I bet, think it's so true. I bet Dan Butner is going to be doing that next. Uh, blue, instead blue of blue space, zones. Blue, blue, blue spaces. spaces. The, the good effects of living by bodies of water, mm-hmm. what it does to your mental health. Like just Water for, is so cleansing and soothing Mm -hmm. and lovely i just it's lovely i love water this study is noteworthy because uh the author said it is one of the most comprehensive investigations into the mental health effects of living in that's good spaces i like that yeah so there you go go blue go go (laughs) blue Mm -hmm. well virtually anywhere in england is accessible uh to the coast by like 70 miles. Oh, oh, yeah. that's... You live on a big island, different. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Mississippi River goes right through our town. You can go look at that. Yeah. The Minnesota River. I and mean, there's and I've always wondered if people in landlocked states that don't have a lot of water, if people there are are maybe not as... In, you know, that they're, they're... They have a lot of swimming pools. Yeah, but that's no, not, the same. not the same. Not the same. Anyway... Mm. Well, thank you that they've proven, Julia. Two orders of young sweet roll, please. (laughs) (laughs) From earlier, have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) it has to do with Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott and his side chick who goes by Young Sweet Roll on Mm -hmm. Insta, and she is a snack and a half. She is, but we do think that's the reason why it broke up. Oh my gosh! Did you know the Pointer Sisters actually had a song about uh, check on the side? Side. I do think I may. I don't know this one. It's like yeah, that was the what the yeah. The song was called "Bet You Got a Chick on the Side." It's been a problem forever. Side sauce, side <laughs> sauce, side chick, whatever you want to call oh, it. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to go. We've got to get. Uh, you will not believe what this. We almost bought it, Julia, when we put together our money for Hollywood memorabilia. We quickly got out bed. Donnie wouldn't go in on it. No, you won't sorry. believe yeah. what the axe from The Shining sold for. Baby, you got me changing 24-7. I want you here. I hope you feel the same thing. I want you to be the one that's on my mind, on my mind. Love it when you come back and can't take it when you leave. All right, I know you're dying to know how much Jack Nicholson's axe from The Shining sold at auction. Did you say The Shining? Here's Johnny. I had to get that in. 1980. It sold for $209,000, four times the amount they thought they would get for it. That's a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> if you can afford celebrity memorabilia, yeah, it's an investment I, of I, sorts. Well, we have been saying this for years. I know it. They thought it would get like maybe 50 to 70. Wow. That's a lot of money. If you've never seen it, Jack Nicholson's, his character menaces his terrified wife with the fire axe. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, movie, Casey and I watched last night. We just wanted to take a break from the crazy political swirl. Yep. 
So he taped, it was on Retroplex, which is a good old... Yeah, you know, the, I don't think I've ever yeah. been there. Bad News Bears. Oh, oh I love that <laughs> Walter Matthau. Walter, yes. O'Neill. Victor Mature. Yeah. Oh, the kids. Yeah. Love that movie. Fun <laughs> to see that movie. That's a great movie. It was. Oh my it gosh, Walter Matthau used to make me laugh. Just his, just just his face. hangdog face, face, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donnie posted a trailer for um, A&E is doing a bio, um, not a biology, a bi- biographic. I can't Biopic? Remember. Biopic? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, special on Garth Brooks, The Road I'm On, and it's, it's going to be an intimate look into his life as a musician, father, and a man. And it features exclusive interviews with Trisha Yearwood, Keith Urban, George Strait, James Taylor. And it's it looks so good. And it's going to air not till November, um, Monday and Tuesday, November on A&E. But take a look at it. I mean, he's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like him. I still, we liked him. Remember when we went and saw him the first time I in the Radisson know. Suite at the Target Center? Mm. Oh, good. Oh, we had so much fun. Did you see the, uh, this was everywhere. This was in LA. It was posted over the weekend by the LAPD, like a, a subway, like a police officer was down in. They have the, a subway so, there. Yeah, they yeah. do. But yeah. he was down, whatever. And there's this woman singing. Yes. And he filmed it, filmed her, and then he posted it to the LAPD Twitter account. Went viral. Someone was at our show, Donnie, a couple days ago, or someone else posted uh, it in the my talk. I was, I Donnie was going to post it, it and oh. then somebody had already beaten me to yeah. it. Yep. It's just kind of amazing. GMA showed it. CBS yeah, Today Show. So um, it was a homeless woman, Emily Zamacora. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got a story for you. It's gonna right. really you're gonna go, wow. Here we, here we go. go. Uh here we go. She's the singer with that angelic voice who has fallen on hard times. Wow. Mesmerizing millions, with many wondering who this mystery soprano is. Well, now we know. Hi, my name is Emily Zamorka. Zamorka has been living on the streets of Los Angeles for two years, but this viral video is now bringing major recognition. Celebrities like Broadway star Kristen Chenoweth are blown away by her incredible talent. I just want to say to you, you better continue on. It's, it's awesome. That surge of attention coming from a variety of places, from people walking by and from the music world. I wrote a deal memo. I actually wrote a deal memo to her. I don't even know her. I've never done that in my entire life. It's crazy. Grammy-nominated music producer Joel Diamond, following his gut, now hopes he and Emily can make a record together. Emily thinks it could be the perfect fit, too, and is eager to make some hits. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm ready to be a working artist. Now, Emily's favorite genre is opera, as you might have guessed, but she says she also likes gospel and is open to any kind of style of music, which is great because the record Joel wants to produce is a combination of classical plus EDM. (laughs) Emily reunited with the officer who shared the video that started all of this, so I'm sure that was a very beautiful moment. So she came here from Russia when she was 32, and she 
uh, gave people as she was working on, you know, becoming a city, she gave piano lessons, violin lessons, singing lessons, but she, some, her violin got stolen two years ago. Yes, a $10,000 violin. But it was also, uh, her means of how she supported herself sure. because she, did gigs. Yeah. You know, she, so it was, and then she had some kind of an accident and her medical bills. Just, it's the story, you know, it happens, yeah. it happens to people. So anyway, it's kind of a, it's a sweet story. What a great story. And, and, and two years and yeah. she would, that's what she would do is kind of busk in the sure. busk somewhere yeah. and hope that people would give and, her some money. Yeah. And this, that's this so cop posted it and it went viral and, People started a GoFundMe campaign, and this guy, you know, offered her a re- record deal. So, anyway, that's, that's like there's social media working to the good. Absolutely, yes. I love that. Um, how do you feel about Heidi Klum? Is going to change her name to Heidi Kowlitz, her new man? Okay, I just she's I never changed her name for anybody. No. She, I don't get crazy this one. about this it's one. Obviously. She's uh, is he her like fourth husband or yeah something like that yeah, something like that anyway well I've just you know she's going to be Heidi Cowlitz on America's Got Talent Heidi Cowlitz yeah. is that how you're saying it Cowlitz Cowlitz well he's German yeah. she's German yeah. and Klum Cowlitz and Heidi Klum Cowlitz yeah I, I, I don't just know. don't or it might just be because she wants a new social security card for her marriage <laughs> that's it Lori because you need one yeah. That could be it. To get her real ID. Yeah. yeah. Now listen to that craziness earlier in our show. Oh, oh boy. Well, a, I think we did a service. Because someone too. tweeted us and said a lot of people think that the new IDs that they're getting are automatically real IDs. No. With their... Because I got a new Because that's what license. I thought that no. we were getting. Like, it was just like, okay, you got to do a real ID now. Mm-mm. But you just will get reissued a driver's that's license. That's what I or, got. Identity. Gotta have that big star on it. You do. So uh, listen to the three o'clock hour. People, we gotta be prepared to go and get one of these suckers. You you do. You do. Otherwise, you're just gonna get a regular ID card, and then when you go to travel, 